Welcome to Dividend Stock Talk, brought to you by the 10-Minute Trader, with your host, Mr. James Gardino Sr. That's me. I'm going to be talking about dividend stocks and investing for weekly cash flow. My main goal, 1% return per week. These are live trading sessions. If you want to join in, just let me know. Now, on with the show. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jane from Dividend Stock Talk, brought to you by the 10-Minute Trader, where we talk about and we actively invest for weekly and monthly cash flow using nothing more than pre-qualified dividend stocks. It is Monday, October 4th. It is uh, 12.40 p.m., uh, getting a little late start today, but... It is what it is. I'm actually out of my um, quarantine, finally. Had that COVID crap for a couple of weeks. All they tell you to do is just sit tight, drink plenty of fluids, and uh, <clears throat> get those over-the-counter prescription crap for cough, sneeze, congestion, stuff like that. All right, we're in the mobile studio. We're actually uh, traveling at the moment, so <clears throat> let's see where we're going, what we're doing, and see what is up. Now... I noticed this morning when I first logged in to get everything set up is that Hormel, I got assigned 5,000 shares of Hormel. And I have what is called a margin call. Now, I'm a little confused about this because I had the 40-41 spread, okay? <clears throat> Which means I bought the 41, sorry, I bought the 40 and I sold the 41, which means that the stock, hypothetically speaking, should have not been assigned to me. The reason why I say that <clears throat> is because uh, on Friday, the market closed at 41.01. Okay, so it was over $41. So why would I have been assigned? It shouldn't have happened. But it did. Lo and behold. Well, let's jump on in, see where we are, see where we're going. CINF is first on the list. CINF started out the year last year at 80.87. Quickly found a bottom at the uh, end of October at uh, 69.92. That's just before the election. Now, after the election, this thing shoots up to a trading range of one. Was at 114 to 120, making a high at 125.67. 125.67 was the uh, the end of last month. Now, from there, it's been nothing but down, finding some support at 113. She's sitting at 113.98. I really can't do anything about it, only because it is a monthly optionable stock. So I got three weeks to go before I can do anything with CINF. Hormel is next on the list. H-R-L. I'm a little bit unhappy about this because hypothetically speaking, they should have, <coughs> excuse me, they should have um, expired worthless. I should have just collected my 30% and then done it over with. However, not a big deal because she's sitting at uh, 4105 at the moment, but let's just go through the whole thing first. 
All right, she started out the year last year at 48, 49. Uh, quickly found a high at 52, 51. That's after the election. From there, she drops down to a trading range of 45 to 50. It just goes sideways all year long. And finally, the middle of last month, she drops and then keeps on going to find a new low at 40, 48. So that's the low of the year. <clears throat> And that was last Friday, hit the low of the year. However, she closed, wow, I saw the last trade last Friday at uh, 4101, but it's saying it closed at 4089. I understand that, but all's good. It's uh, sitting at 4103 at the moment. Uh, I just lost a hundred bucks because when I logged in, she was at forty-one oh six, and now she's at forty-one oh four. So <clears throat> let's see what I can do. Let's check out the seasonality for Hormel. So if I can expect anything in the next uh, couple, I got I got two days to take care of this scenario. All right. So, yeah, she's going to drop in the next couple of days or so, but then go basically go sideways. So I might as well jump out now and take where I can. Um, <clears throat> HRL. Um, we got four days. Uh, let's get rid of that. Let's get rid of that. Yeah, even if I sold a, um, what do you call it, a covered call at the money, 41, it's only going to give me an extra 40 cents a share, which is only an extra 200 bucks. It's not really worth my time and effort. I might as well just get rid of it, get rid of the T-Reg call, all that crap, and just, uh, you know, move on. get out of there all right create a closing order 4102 uh, 4103 <clears throat> so we are going to sell at uh, you know what let's just sell it at the market that way we can get out of that t-reg call and take whatever ever it you know whatever they're offering at the moment. So I'm going to sell 5,000 Hormel at the market to close. <clears throat> 4104. All right. So I'm out of the T-Reg call. And I got uh, right around just a tad bit under $5,000 to play with. Uh, all right. 3M is next on the list. One, two, three. Now, 3M... We got it 194, and she's sitting at 175. It's quite a ways away. All right, let's just take a look at the one-year chart. She started out last year, a year ago today, at 163.36. About a month later, just before election, she hits 156.13, which is the low of the year. After election, she hits a trading range of 170, travels right up into February. Before she busts out and hits the high of the year at 208.95. She goes sideways for a little bit, right around the 200 area. Before finally, at the end of last month, uh, August, 
end of August, she uh, <clears throat> slowly starts to drop, and finally <clears throat> hitting its low of the, the last 90 days, which was today at 173.78. So I'm going to look at, <clears throat> considering I got it at 194, I'm probably going to do see, let's see where she's going to go for the next couple of days. We bring out the seasonality just to give an idea of where this thing is going to go for the next couple of days. She's going to go um, sideways, a little bump up on Friday, um, and then hit a low in the first couple of first week or so of uh, next month. Actually, no, of this month. Sorry. So next week she should hit the low before she bounces up out of that. <clears throat> so 3M, let's do 180 and uh, see if we can bring something in on on that. One, two, three. Before I do the trade grid, let's take a look at the chart and see what's happening there. 4-3M. Now we already collected the dividend on this. <clears throat> now she is in an uptrend. Wow, there are way more buyers than there are sellers. That is almost that is almost a four to one spread. There's four times as many sellers as there are buyers. What is that going to mean? I mean, where you know the, the stock is trending up, but there are a lot more sellers than there are buyers. Hmm. All right, so let's uh, see if we can sell the one eighties. All right, I'm gonna sell the one eighty. <clears throat> uh, bring in 55 bucks for that why not so we're going to sell one contract of uh, 3M the 100 weeklies 8 October 21 which is this Friday now you got to be very careful when you're selling weekly options because if you're off you're going to end up holding on to it for a, a month or so that's like uh, when we did, uh, I forget which one. Oh, Cincinnati Financial, yes. Cincinnati Financial, it, 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 it bit me in the butt. You know, it, everything looked good. Tried to do the div cap play on it, and it just didn't work out. So we are going to do uh, simple. <clears throat> at the, and she got filled at 56. Go ahead, that's 56 bucks. Not a whole hell of a lot. Big whoop de deal. All right, so Philip Morris is next on the list. <clears throat> Philip Morris. Now, we got Philip Morris at 106, but she's sitting at 95 at the moment, and that does not make me a happy camper. All right, so Philip Morris started out last year, okay, 52 weeks ago today at 75.64. A couple of weeks later, she finds its bottom at the end of October at 68.93, just after the election. And then she just scoots on up to find a new high at 106.51. And that was the beginning of September. Okay, she hit 106.51. After that, she got some profit taking, a little bit of a pullback. She's sitting at 95.88. I'm going to look at the 98s. and Well, let's see what we think she's going to go in the next couple of days using the seasonality chart. There we go. Yep, she's going to creep her way on up. So, 
take a look at the big chart for Philip Morris. All right, so from the high, she's definitely in an uptrend, which is good. Um, <clears throat> the sellers are retreating and the buyers are advancing, but it's still um, two to one. Yeah, still two to one. So it's twice as many buyers, I mean, twice as many sellers as there are buyers. So let's see if we can trade that one. Um, she's sitting at 95.88, almost at 96. I don't want to sell the 96, the 97s. Um, I'm way too close to the 97 because she almost hit 97 today. She hit a high of 96.95. So that's very close to 97. So I'm going to do the <clears throat> 98s. And I believe I have um, 600 shares. Yeah, 600 shares. So let's do the 98s and let's do six contracts. All right, so I'm going to do six contracts at 30 cents a share. So I'm going to sell six contracts, PM 100, 8 October 21. That is the weeklies and that is this Friday for a 30 cent limit order to open. That should bring me about 180 bucks. <clears throat> Give that a minute or two for it to fill. All right, so that's Philip Morris, STX, my cash cow. Come on down. Okay, that's not, I filled at 35. Okay, so six at 35 is 18, 21, 210 bucks. Okay, that works. STX is next on the list, STX. This is my cash cow. See, I've had this thing for longer than I would like to have it. She started out a year ago today at $49.57. About a month later, she finds its bottom at $46.92. From there, she just keeps on escalating all the way up to the high of the year at $106.22. Now, that was in the mid-May. Now, from there, there's major pullback. She sits into a trading range between 84 and 90. And um, <clears throat> she's still in the same trading range. She's at 85.05 at the moment. And I'm looking, I'm going to look at the 88s. But first, let's take a look at the seasonality so we have an idea of where this thing's going to go in the next couple of days. Yeah, she's going to go sideways. So let's look at the big chart. For STX, STX into the big chart. There we go. And what does that look like? All right. So the buyers are advancing over the sellers. So there's more buyers than there are sellers. However, she's in a downtrend. She's trending downward, which is not good. So we could do the 87s if she's trending down. But just be on the safe side, I'm going to do the 88s. Uh, I might as well enough. So if I do the 87, that gives me 630. <coughs> but 380. So if I do the um, the 88s, yeah. 
could do the 87s. Yeah, she's in a downtrend, so I might as well do the 87s. That will give me 630, but then I have to keep a close eye on it. All right, so <clears throat> we're going to sell 10 STX, the contracts. Uh, 8 October 21, that is this Friday at 63 cent limit order to open. All right, so let's see what it says. All right, give that a minute or two, see if she fills. And she filled up at 65. Okay. <clears throat> We're going to tally it all up in a, in a minute or two. Now, uh, VFC is last on my list, VFC. Now, VFC started out the year last year at 74.13, Okay. Basically all over the place. You're going down as low as 66, as high as 90.79, that which is the high of the year, um, and that was in the end of April. Now the low of the year is just recently. It was um, the end of last month, which was only two weeks ago, at 65.34. She's sitting at 69.05 at the moment. And we got this thing at eighty. At, sorry, at seventy-four forty-seven. So I'm thinking the seventy-twos might be a good one to go for. But before we do that, let's take a look at what seasonality is going to look like, so we have an idea of where we can expect this thing to go. And this thing's going to go up. All right. So seasonality points to the upside for this, which is a good thing. <clears throat> now we're going to look at the big chart. Before we do anything else, VFC, there we go, the big chart. All right, she was in a great, she was in a, a nice uptrend, even though the stock price was moving down. Um, it wasn't an uptrend. So the buyers are advancing and the sellers are retreating. Um, so that looks good. That looks like it's going to go to the upside also. So let's take a look at the trade grid. The trade grid for this is 69.09 by 69.10. So it's very tight, which means there's going to be a lot of, of volume on this. And we said that we were going to look at uh, 72s, correct? All right, because she said 69.11. The 72s <clears throat> only going for 15 cents. Um, I don't want to do the 71s because it's way too close. All right. But um, 15 cents is not a whole heck of a lot. All right. So we're going to sell eight contracts, the 100 weeklies, 8 October 21, which is this Friday. It's another 120 bucks we're bringing on. All right, so that's listed. So those are my four, <clears throat> my five, uh, at 20 cents. All right, so 20, that's uh, 160. 160 and 650, it's, it's 800. Uh, six at 35, there's 1,000 right there, 1,050. Uh, and then um, we made 750 bucks off of Hormel. 
which was supposed to be for last week. It kind of really pisses me off that I was just shy of that one last week. But anyway, it, you know, it's still fine because uh, we still made the money. So I'm well over the mark where I need to be. Now I got $5,600 to play with. So let's see who is on the list today. We are going to look at, first and foremost, the Dividend Kings. Always starting out with the Dividend Dividend Kings. So, for the month of October, let's see what we have for the Dividend Kings. <clears throat> We're looking at uh, the week of the 19th. We got Lowe's, Colgate, Palmolive, and Procter and & Gamble. Oh, I love those three. Lowe's is one of my favorite. All right, so let's jump jump in to quickly take a look at Lowe's, L-O-W. Lowe's started out the year last year at 167.72, quickly found its bottom at 146.72. From there, it took a couple of months for it to hit a high at 215.22. All over the place for a little bit. She settled into a training range between 200 and 208. She's sitting at 203 at the moment. Let's take a look at the seasonality for Lowe's and see where we think she's going to be going in the next couple of days or the next couple of weeks. Looks like sideways there. Yeah, she's going to go sideways. Um, and this is not one you'd want to hold up till the end of the year, you know, just to let you know, because the the the, uh, the end of the third quarter, beginning of the fourth quarter, is where the peak is for Lowe's. She's going to drop a little bit and go sideways to the end of the year. Not going to get past where she is right at the moment. All right. So that being said, let's jump on in and see where she's sitting. And she's sitting in the two o three area. Let's take a look at the big chart for Lowe's. L-O-W into the big chart. What do we got? All right, we got a little bit of a downtrend. Ooh, that don't make me happy, Kappa. Uh, the buyers are retreating, and so are the sellers. The volume looks steady, which is good. <clears throat> Nothing um, out of the ordinary there. So we're going to expect Lowe's basically to go sideways with a slight bit of a, a, a down tilt. So let's see where we are with Lowe's. So Lowe's is trading at 203.66 by 203.72. That is a $0.06 cent spread on a $200 stock. So an at-the-money call, uh, you'd be buying at 203.72. At the money's going for 281, and that's for the 202 and a half. Okay, uh, that does not make me happy, camper. Because you add that all together, you're looking at um, 203. Wait a second, 204, 205, 30, 205, 30, which is a dollar 30. That's not even 1%. Ooh, that does not make me a happy camper. But you want to know what? I want to take a look, just for the fun of it, let's take a look at a calendar spread. All right. Hmm. <clears throat> and at the money's going for 148. Actually, 132. Um, you know what? 
I want to change not traded what are you kidding me Hmm. <clears throat> 187. This is going to be a tough one because I'm, you know, I'm going to experiment with this for a little bit. So it's going to cost 1800 to do this trade. It is going to be 10 calendar for lows um, 22 October 21 over 8 October 21 which means I am buying uh, 3 weeks out which would be the 21st and I'm selling this Friday which is the 8th okay well just for the fun of it let's see what happens it's 1800 bucks right there for 10 contracts. So we're going to do 10 contracts, a calendar for LOW, which is lows, uh, the 100 weeklies. And I can listen to this closely. 22 October. Okay. 21 over 8 October 21, which is um, <clears throat> I'm buying the 21st, which is two weeks out, and I'm selling this Friday, which is the 8th, all right, for $1.84. Now, I'm not 100% sure exactly what this is going to do, but it's kind of like doing a covered call with a little bit of um, uh, less, less uh, money up front because instead of buying uh, a 1,000 shares of Lowe's, I'm buying 10 contracts further out and then I'm selling the upfront contracts which is this month which is this week I mean okay so hypothetically speaking if this thing fills we should keep an eye on it and see exactly what's going to happen with it huh all right so that being said let's see what else is happening all right, so that was Lowe's. Um, uh, Colgate Palmolive is next on the list. CL. All right, so Colgate started out the year last year at 77.83. All over the place. A couple of weeks later, she found its high at 86.41. And that was just after the election. You know, that was a, you know, a week, a, no, two weeks after the election. Uh, November 19th. From there, she went sideways for a little bit. Crashed to the new low of the year at 74.14. So can you imagine that? Last year, she was at 78.16. All right. Um, that was at the beginning of October. Now, within four or five weeks, but within five weeks, she gets the high of the year at 86.41. Okay. And then, uh, four months later, she's at the low of the year at 74.14. Go back up. She's like all over the place. Up, 
down, up, down. She's sitting at 74.81. Now, she has three down days in a row. One big one on Thursday. Thursday was a big down day. She opened up at 77.12, and she closed at 75.58. So she's sitting at 74.85 at the moment, and I wouldn't jump into this until I knew exactly where the bottom was. But let's check the seasonality, see what's happening there. Seasonality says she should be going a little bit lower. All right, so... Colgate Palmolive, I'm not even going to look any further. I would like to take a look um, and find out exactly where the bottom is. You know, so it, it's still available for the week. Uh, we'll look at it tomorrow, and then we'll look at it again Wednesday to see if she has a bottom, uh, and maybe even Thursday. So once we find the bottom for Colgate Palmolive, then we'll, we'll go from there. All right, so next on the list is Procter & Gamble. Now, we did quite a bit with Procter & Gamble this year. And we are in the fourth quarter. Okay. Uh, she opened up uh, 52 weeks ago today at 139.13. She went up a little bit, down a little bit, down a little bit, and then find its low at 121.54. That was in the beginning of March. From there, she just jumps up to a trading range of what's at 135, travels there for like three months, breaks out of that, it hits a high of the year at 147.23. Now that is the beginning of, of uh, September, the second week of September. From there, looks like a little bit of profit taking, down, down, down. She had three down days in a row. Again, another dividend king with three down days in a row. Does not make me happy camper. Let's take a look at seasonality. Find out what she what we think she's going to be doing for the next couple of days. This is another one that for you know between now and the end of the year she's just going to go sideways. There's nothing left for it to give. Yep, she's basically in a sideways market. Only thing this is good for is a covered call or maybe even a calendar spread for this. No no movement whatsoever. But I would prefer to find a bottom. Okay, so let's look at the big chart for Procter and Gamble. All right, so she's in a little bit of an uptrend. The buyers are still retreating. The sellers are, are leveling out. Um, she should be going either either flat or up or a, a slight upward movement to it, but not by a lot. Um, the bid is one thirty eight forty one, and the ask is one thirty eight forty two. So it's a very tight. Uh, spread between the between the two. Um, so at the money right now at one thirty eight, going for sixty three cents for a um, for a calendar spread. We're going to try calendar spreads this week. We're not going to do covered calls this week. Uh, and we're not going to do spreads this week. We're just going to do calendars and see what the calendar looks like. So at sixty four, so we're looking at the one thirty eight. So we're thinking. <clears throat> that this thing should stay at 138. You know what? I'm going to do the 137 because it's, it's the same. Actually, it's less money. It's 60 cents. How uh, about the 136? Huh. 136 at 56 cents. Okay. Buying the 136 and selling the 136. I'm going to do one. One strike in, which is the 137 at 62. All right, so this is what it's going to sound like. We're trying another calendar spread. 
uh, we'll do 10 calendars, Procter & Gamble, 100, which is the weeklies, 15 October, which is 11 days away, which is uh, not this Friday, but the Friday after, um, 21 uh, over 8, which is um, buying the 21st, which is two, two, two weeks away, three weeks away, and we're uh, selling the 8th, which is this Friday. So it's going to cost me uh, 6.33 for 10 contracts. So let's do that one. And she's off to the races. All right, so that's two calendar spreads for today. And that one just got filled at 59 cents. You see, I have no idea whatsoever what that's going to do. You know, because a calendar spread, there's so many variables that you have no clue whatsoever what's going to happen. All right, so that being said, let's see what happens, and we'll go from there. Um, I'm going to leave it alone for now. This is the only ones I'm going to look at for today. I'm going to leave it like that, and we're going to pick it up again tomorrow to see what happens. Um, all that being equal, we're already over the thousand bucks for the for the uh, for the week, uh, mainly because of Hormel, which was supposed to have been last week. Um, all that being said, this is James from Dividend Stock Talk, brought to you by the Ten Minute Trader. We're out of here for the day, and I will catch you guys tomorrow. So have a great day, and catch you tomorrow. that wraps up another session. I want to thank you for joining us. If you want to follow along with some of these live session trades, let us know. If you have any questions, we can get back to you and have a great day. Well, that wraps up another session. I want to thank you for joining us. If you want to follow along with some of these live session trades, let us know. If you have any questions, we can get back to you and have a great day.